The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i'm as always alex and i'm joined by dylan uh hi dylan hey alex um so as of as i'm currently no of my current knowledge sorry i'm kind of butchering this of my current knowledge um i will not be here for the rest of the week at my house so we are doing an early episode so that i can um, talk about the huge news that came out of the recent show. Um, that is, of course, Takumi Aroha buying Starbucks for everybody at the Marvelous Dojo after beating Micah at the recent show. That's that's the biggest news that came out of that show. Nothing else. Um, she got a lot of Starbucks. She got two whole full bags full. In fact, she posted on Twitter. Oh, wow. um, it's it's quite it's quite dope. Uh, she's she's great. Takumi's very wholesome, and I, I think that is is pretty much it. That's all we have to talk about. Uh, how do you feel about Takumi? Um, I think I think everybody listening already knows my my feelings on Takumi. Um, they may not know my my thoughts on Starbucks. I am pro Starbucks, so you know Takumi and Starbucks is a very good combo. I am also pro Starbucks. I I think they. I I feel like Dunkin' is good, but I feel like Starbucks still just like they're they're just have a, they're on another level. Um, also I don't know if you guys know Hazuki came back. Fucking Hazuki, dude! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, um, I just needed to like yeah. let that out because it's that's yeah. fair. So that's actually why we're recording. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, Stardom made the late decision like early yesterday to live stream today's GP show. Um, they were hyping up as lo- as well as like the matches. They were hyping up this mega class announcement that we had speculated on on last week's normal episode. Um, and safe to say they delivered on the mega class episode or announcement and then some so we're here just to talk about the biggest news points uh this isn't going to be like a regular episode we're not going to review anything we're not going to preview anything uh we're just here to talk about the big news that happened um dylan has led off with one of them hizuki is back we'll focus a bit more on that at the end um i think what i want to start with is the first announcement that they made uh, that was that the Stardom Dark Matches from Wrestle... Gla- Re- uh, Jesus, I'm really butchering this. <laughs> from Wrestle Grand Slam at the MetLife Dome uh, will be aired live and in full on New Japan World. 
So technically, aren't really dark matches anymore. They're just no. pre-show matches, I guess now. Um, and yeah, it it kind of got glazed over because at the time, everybody was like, "That that was the big like future changing announcement." Okay, uh, cool, I guess. But um, you know, it wasn't to be the last. But I think people kind of undersold it in how big this could possibly be. I mean, New Japan is is quite a bit bigger than Stardom. Yeah. And New Japan World has a lot more eyeballs on it than Stardom World. And, you know, getting these matches on a show headlined by Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi is definitely something that I feel a lot of New Japan fans are going to watch. And I don't see why they wouldn't watch, you know, the fun Stardom matches on the undercard. So I feel like Stardom has a chance to really win over a lot of fans by airing on New Japan World. And I think people kind of undersold that a little bit. And I understand that, like, as a huge announcement, it isn't, like, a jaw-dropping. I definitely think, like, it's a big, big deal, especially because if they can air these matches, presumably they can air the Wrestle Kingdom Dark matches. And I think that's the real game-changer, because if you get stardom on the undercard of a Wrestle Kingdom when all eyes are on New Japan, you can definitely have a big, you know, potential audience watching. To, to convert into stardom funds. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um I as as did everybody, I was a bit underwhelmed when it first came out. Um but uh how, how do you pronounce his name? Um Shigio, I think. He's a really Shigio, cool yeah. uh ja- yeah he's a he's not a translator but he's a real good cool Japanese fan. He speaks a little bit of English. Um so I follow his tweets a lot. Real cool guy. Um he said um Hey, they put a one after the announcement, so I have a feeling that that wasn't the only announcement, so calm down, guys. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, but for what it is, like, in a vacuum, I don't think it was a bad announcement. I think it's really good, in fact, uh, because, like you said, if you're going to get on a show that is headlined by Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi, it's a good thing. You know, Starm is not at that level um, of notoriety yet, and I think that's definitely a, a positive to have the, the eyeballs on it. My issue is that it's sort of funny that, like, they decided for like, cause New Japan's really like noticeably at like a low point right now. Um, even compared to like late last year when they were doing empty arena stuff. Now they have arenas that are getting filled up, but they still, but they're just, it's just not, they're not well currently. Um, a lot of that is due to, you know, obviously COVID restrictions and the lack of a, um, ruckus crowd that they usually have, but that's besides the point. Uh, so it is kind of underwhelming that it's like, damn, so as soon as you guys get to like the lowest point that you've been in the past two and a half years, you're like, fuck it, you guys get on the show. Still happy about it. I think New Japan has one of the best camera works, like has, has some of the best camera work in the world of professional wrestling. So that is what I'm really excited about. I feel like their camera work is literally um, the best like in the world, and I absolutely adore it. So I'm really excited to see star matches with that camera work. I, I remember... No, People's Gate was the, they used New Japan camera work, and it looked incredible. Um, and, and now they have, like, full-functioning New Japan camera work. I, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, aspects of it that's like, oh, that's really cool. Um, but it's definitely not the biggest uh, announcement of the night. Obviously, if they do get to go to Wrestle Kingdom, that's huge. And that's really exciting, because that's Tokyo Dome. This is a slightly smaller dome. So, you know, it, it's a means to an end, in my opinion. And it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think one thing that you maybe are underselling. I understand that New Japan, from like a bubble perspective, maybe doesn't get a lot of buzz, like on Twitter and stuff. Depending on who you follow, I still think there's a lot of interest in it. I think there's a lot of fans who still really, really enjoy it, especially maybe on more of a Reddit or a Cage Match kind of fan, uh, or just your general Twitter account. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people, especially with big followings, who follow these big shows, who will be talking about stardom that could have a knock-on effect. Like, I think as much as interest from our friends may be very low in New Japan, I think your typical New Japan fan is going to be losing their shit for a show headlined by, as I said, like Tanahashi and uh, Ibushi, and they're going to watch it because it's a big show, and they generally tend to watch those top to bottom. So I feel like you maybe undersell how much interest is in New Japan. I think it's easy to when, like, the vocal people aren't like tweeting about it all the time, but like there's still a lot of interest in the product and there's still a lot of people with big followings who do watch these shows and, and will be talking about it. Yeah, 100%. I, I, 
I, I agree with you on that. I, I think I am probably underselling it. I think, I think Wrestle Kingdom is the is the real game changer. That that's my mm-hmm. thing. You know, what I mean, is yeah. that if if this means you know, oh, if this means oh, going forward they can you know air some more dark matches, then I think come Wrestle Kingdom time, especially if Japan figures out their COVID stuff a little bit better by Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know if they will, but at least like a little bit. Um, I think that'll be huge, like absolutely just huge for stardom. Um, this one, because New Japan's been through a lot of, you know, like pushbacks and this and that, I don't expect it to be a huge draw of a show, um, even though it has some really good matches, it has some really good um, wrestlers on it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm I'm a New Japan fan, roughly. So it's like, you know, it's not me trying to shit on them too much, but it's like, it's just not... It doesn't have the momentum as a show as much as a Wrestle Kingdom would, as much as even like a Dominion would. So that that's sort of my thinking. Yeah. But it's one hundred percent. I am underselling it. It is a really big deal, and there will be new eyes on it, undoubtedly. You know, without question. So that is a net positive for Stardom. Yeah, and I think reading through the tea leaves, like the biggest reason these matches were tended to be dark matches was uh, people were always saying that the. New Japan and Stardom have two different like distribution deals. Uh, New Japan is with TV Asahi, is it? And yes. Stardom is Samurai. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. And you know, for the longest time, people would say, you "Well, know you know, Asahi and." Hmm? I said, "You know this." Well, yeah, but I, I didn't know if Samurai were the ones that didn't like TV Asahi or, or what it was. Like, I thought oh, yeah. maybe it was a different thing. Um. But yeah, like for the longest time, people were like, well, you know, star, you know, TV Asahi and, and Samurai don't want stardom wrestlers on New Japan shows or whatever it was. Whether that's true or not, we don't really know. Uh, we presume it is because why else would they not, you know, air these matches? Um, like reading into the tea leaves, do you think there's been like a change in that? Do you think maybe stardom has a different distribution deal coming? Or, you know, what? Am I just reading too much into it? Have they maybe come to an agreement with the networks? Or is it a case where Stardom might be making the move to Asahi? Or is Samurai just like, well, you get us view- you viewers, so uh, we don't want to annoy you? I-, I don't think they're moving stations. I think they have a really good deal with Samurai TV right now. Um, They moved their time slot um into a more optimal position than it was you know, a year ago. So it looks like um Samurai TV really likes them, at least a little bit. Uh, excuse me. I don't, I don't see them moving. I'm not sure what changed. Uh, it's possible that it just simply won't air on TVSI forehead, and it'll just be like a New Japan World exclusive, which would 100% make sense. Um, again, I'm not super proficient in how the uh, you know, how a lot of like TV stations work in Japan. It's very different from how it works in America, and I'm not even particularly proficient in how TV stations in America work. But I. I I never saw that as like the main problem. I, I always thought that's like, okay, but that's like, like I get that that's like an issue and it's like something that like it's a roadblock, but I don't see how that is like the issue. Um, I, I always found that that's like, oh, they probably just don't want to bloat the card with something that nobody knows about. Um, like the actual main card. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not really sure. Uh, it's, it's interesting because it is a really random change. I don't see any TV stations like changing. Maybe they came to like sort of an agreement um, at most, you know, but I, I think that's, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that that much because it's, it's one of those things yeah. that just simply, you know, oh, well you could do it now. Okay. Like that, that seems like it was pretty much it. Um, also side note, uh, Chris Charlton, and Kevin Kelly are actually going to be uh, commentating this. Um, I know Kevin Kelly has grown to be, uh, not particularly loved by a lot of, uh, you know, our type of crowd. But I think Chris Charlton is still one of the better commentators in the game. He's really good at just translating and being a real good historian. So I'm really excited to see um, his input um, because, you know, he's written books and books and books about fucking um, wrestling in Japan, even a little bit of Joshi in them. So I, I am interested to see how he... Um, what he brings to the table because he seems like he's pretty he's at least somewhat invested in it he was translating some stuff from hazuki and stuff um and translating stuff from the show so i I am interested in how they do with the stardom uh commentary yeah i think i would rather people who like know the intricacies of stardom to commentate on it but i understand that new japan isn't gonna switch out their commentary for two months or whatever honestly 
I, I, and I personally don't mind Kevin Kelly, but it's like, I feel like even if you just got Rocky Romero in there, who does what, like, he knows at least some about stardom as far as I'm, I'm aware. Like, he, yeah. he watches it. Like, even just like, or help get, like, I don't want to say this because, you know, but get Sonny in there. You know, like, I, I think there's, this is like the one time I'm just like, I mean, a three man booth wouldn't be bad because, like, you know, mm-hmm. Kevin's good at play by play. You know, Chris knows his fucking history and shit, and Sonny knows what's, currently happening very well um not saying that sonny's the greatest commentator but I, I i do think that maybe it will fall um under what it needs to be because neither of them have a super proficiency in modern stardom as far as i'm aware but i am excited to see um how they do with that because I'm, I'm a big commentary guy i think everybody knows this like i if commentary is good i really 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 like it if it's bad then it's kind of hard to you know deal with it's it's not hard to it's just annoying uh but i really like good commentary so um I'm hoping for the best on that part too. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm wondering if you were t- assuming that Stardom gets two show two matches on each yeah, they of do. the, the, the oh, MetLife Dome each. shows. Yeah. What matches would you do you think Stardom should do to best showcase themselves? Because my thinking is you have to do some form of Stars versus Queens Quest, whatever it is. You do that match. I think that's one that you have to do. Um, I think it's, you can. It's maybe... hard because, like, I love I love Koguma and I love Hanan, but I don't know if they have that spot. You know what I mean? I think once you have Mayu, Utami, and Momo, and no, whatever I, in I a completely ring, agree. It's, like nobody will mind, you know. And I think they they're two teams who work really well together, so they could really showcase the best of Stardom. Yeah, I, I think well. Obviously, Mayu has to be on there, and I don't think they're going to do mm-hmm. a singles match. So, Stars is going to be on there. I think Aphrodite is probably the tag team that you want to get on there. Obviously, I'm I'm Momoa's guy through and through, but I think that's the tag team that they're going to want to get on there, um, both for promotional reasons and because they're just a really proficient tag team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can I can see it. It's hard because I I wonder how, yeah, like if they do four matches all together. I could see like Mahime Poi versus. I don't know if they throw Mahime Poi versus Ko's in there. I don't think they would. But Mahime Poi versus maybe a Waito tie, um, you know, and then AOK versus somebody, and then Aphrodite in a match, and I want to say Momoa's in a match, but I don't know. It's I feel hard. like yours are all like two versus two tags. I could see them doing bigger ones. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking I doubt that they want to. Like it's two shows, it's two days, so I don't think they would want to repeat wrestlers. So I'm thinking it's like if you have a three on three, then that's you know six wrestlers that they're gonna take up. I don't know if like my play versus probably Queen's Quest. Somebody in Queen's Quest that would probably be best. Well, how about how about this? Uh, you'd have Julia and Siri, and maybe like Micah against an away to tie team. So you can have Julia and Rocka maybe do stuff, and you can have Konami and uh, Starlight Kid maybe in there as well. I could see that. Yeah, I'm I'm I I always. I always lose track of one of the groups. Like it's always either Kozen <laughs> or or Oedo Times. Yeah. Like I completely just disregard. Um, and it's usually Kozen, but sometimes I'd be like, okay, can't forget Kozen. They're gonna be on the show. Don't be excited that they're not there. Yeah. You know. So it's like, uh, I think it could Kozen could be a Tam and Unagi against somebody. I think they could have like a two on two match with maybe like Mayu and Koguma or something, or maybe I Aphrodite. Think, yeah, Co- Kozen that, that versus like Aphrodite. The... Uh, get Utami a win would be good because mm. utami could simply beat unagi it's not that hard um because that's also a thing they're not going to do a draw on either of these dark matches so it yeah. has to be somebody who's beatable um against somebody who's who they want to make look good um mm-hmm. so yeah i imagine mayu and, i i would be excited for mayu and koguma versus like momoas i think that would be good like it's it's yeah. a it's a you know classic match with Mayu and Momo and also Azumi and Koguma. I think that I think that could work. Um, they have a lot of op- options here because um, they have mm-hmm. a lot of good um, tag teams. And you know it's it's funny because we did the the draft last week and I me like I was telling you that's like I always book things in terms of two on twos. 
Um, like I, when I think of like fantasy booking, it's like, okay, everybody needs a partner. And then mm -hmm. from there you branch out, you, you expand, you subtract, you do that from there, but you always want two on twos. And I think Starman does really good with that. Cause like, I can think of a million really good tag teams right now that can just, you know, interchange with each other. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, I imagine, yeah, I mean, Mayu and Koguma is going to be the team because I don't think Hannon's going to be there because uh, she's a kid and it's school time. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. I I, I feel like there's uh, almost too many good options and I'm going to be interested to see what they do. I feel like they're exactly. going to want to showcase the golden generation maybe a lot and I think we're going to see them as well as, you know, the Mayus you know? and stuff of the world I'd, I'd be down with that uh, aphrodite versus um micah and himika i think that's just like simply a good match not really consequential it's happened before it was good every time i've seen it just run that and have aphrodite win like it's it, that that could really easily just be you know there and that works mm -hmm. you know i, I that, like you said there's a lot of really good opportunities that they could use and i'm just interested to see what they do same with like AOK okay. and Momoas, you know, like that that's a match that they've ran a few times. It has always been good. You know, it's pretty like Azumi could just lose, you know, there. Like it's not mm -hmm. that it's not it's pretty harmless. That they have they have opportunities here. It's it's quite interesting. Yeah, I'm sure um it'll be interesting to see who they pick and then uh hopefully they bring their A game to uh, the MetLife. I uh, I hate that Stardom is going to make me watch New Japan, but here we are. You know, it, uh, the cross-promotion is working. Um, so moving on to the other announcement, uh, Stardom announced that on October 9th, uh, they will be running Osaka Joe Hall as part of kind of the end of their 10th anniversary celebration. So, you know, completing another one of those kind of major venues um, that people take off the first Joshi show at the venue since 1995 so uh that was an AJW show um it was again, a tag tournament I yes believe. so again like it's a pretty big deal for 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 stardom to be running this this kind of venue and i think a lot of people were like oh shit like Osaka Joe Hall cuz everybody knows Osaka Joe Hall you know what i mean it's one of those venues that is synonymous with wrestling for a lot of fans it's it's um, one of my favorite venues in the world. Um, like yeah. I, I I've always loved Osaka Joe Hall. I've always had like a certain kinship with Osaka, even before I became a Kagetsu fan. I just always liked the crowd in Osaka a bit more than the crowds in Tokyo. They always just mm. felt more, you know, excited. Uh, and and my original basis for that was the Okada, um, the Okada Omega matches, where I was just like the crowd in, D in Dominion was just on another level. Um, besides the point, don't want to get into that, but. I just have always had a certain kinship with with Osaka Joe Hall. I absolutely love that venue. It is really interesting they're running it. Um, I I don't know how they how well they're gonna do like with numbers because that's a pretty big hall. Uh, but mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> shoot for the stars. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those where they could do quite well in terms of like COVID restricted numbers because New Japan obviously did uh, Dominion there uh, two months ago and they did three thousand fans. Yeah, I don't think Stardom does three thousand. I think maybe two at most. But I feel like it's going to be a big show because you presumably will have the GP winner face Utami at this show because mm -hmm. it's it's just like two weeks after the uh, the GP ends. Uh, you'll probably have a big Hazuki match. I'd imagine Hazuki versus Mayu based on just her coming back and confronting Mayu. I think that's probably the way to go there. Um, you probably have a big Tam title defense. Like I feel like they could definitely stack it, um, but it's going to be interesting to see. If Takumi wins the five star, they can have an ALK match, which is always a definite good oh, yeah. thing. ALK and I don't even know who's left to face ALK. Well, right <laughs> now, technically, um, it's real kind of going out. Wait, no, they just lost, didn't they? Yeah, um, they beat them. Yeah, no. Did I watch that match? I should fucking go back and watch that match. I'm sure it was. Wait, good. did that actually happen? That's what I, I mean. That. Is that I feel like it happened, but I don't think it did. Hmm. I would have watched that, and I'd have been like, "Rock is fucking cool." Um, exactly. But I don't That's what I mean. Is that it's yeah. like I feel like I watched it, but I also feel like I would have more of an opinion on it if I did. Uh, so okay, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, so that's the that's the next in line. So I don't know if they run that, but at the same time, maybe they do. Maybe you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're they're doing that, Osaka. No. But 
also Julia's probably winning the five star. So who the fuck am I talking about? Um, <laughs> if Julia wins five star, you can have a Sherry tile defense. You know, if if Sherry wins the five yeah. star, it's obviously oh oh the oh, match. oh 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 Siri and Takumi, <laughs> maybe. Oh shit! Yeah, Takumi beats Siri in the the block, and then asks for an SBA title match. I think that'd be a big one. Dude, that yeah. yeah. Oh, that we're we're putting together a fucking masterclass of a card here. <laughs> yeah, I think I do think they will stack this. I think they're looking at this as like on par with the the Budokan show, the Nippon Budokan show. Um, yeah. Just based on the verbiage they've they've based around it. I'm interested in the number that they draw here because I know the Eddie on Osaka Arena show did a thousand in December, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, yeah. Since then, you would hope that they've gained fans. But also, there's a lot of competition. Uh, I believe this show is the same day as Wrestle Princess 2, uh, which is. is a pretty highly uh, built-up show for Toki Joshi Pro. They have Maki Ito and Miriam Ashita in the main event, which is obviously a massive main event for them to yeah, do. Yeah, that's like, that's like one of their biggest matches to do right mm-hmm. now. So, like, Cyberfight yeah. has really been pushing it, so I think there's going to be a big split there. But also, New Japan is running Eddie on... On the in uh, on this day after the Stardom show, so I think you might have some fans who are like, "Do I go to New Japan or do I go to Stardom?" But then you're also going to have fans going, "Do I go to Osaka or do I go to Ota Ward?" So I'm going to be interested to see if they do another thousand plus. I think they should be very very happy with that number just based on the competition that they're going to have on the day. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Do you know where the MetLife Dome is? Like no in clue. Japan. Okay, hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, oh, it's in Saitama. Saitama. Yeah. Oh, that, that is, that's not meaningless. Saitama is a cool place, but it's not relevant. Because I was going to say, they could be, like, that might be why they they really pushed for the, um you know, New Japan match is, oh, well, we need to get a little bit of hype on, on the Osaka show um in a few months. Yeah, I, I don't know, because they really have to stack it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, even even I was, like, and I'm not a big Tokyo Joshi Pro guy, but it's, like, like I said, Miyu versus Maki Ito is a pretty huge fucking match to, like, that. Yes. Like, so I, even I was just, like, damn, that, that kind of sucks. I kind of want to watch both. And, like, again, as I'm sure you guys know, I don't really watch Tokyo Joshi Pro unless I, like, specifically want to watch a specific match. And, like, you know, I'm I'm very not consistent with it. So that that's really saying something that's, like, I'm really hoping they put together a really good card because they kind of need to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I I trust that they will. Just, I mean, the fact that they hyped it up this much and they, they understand that like this is the first women's wrestling show in this venue in 26 years. I think they take that very seriously. Um, well, let's stack up to, you know, the Chigusa dump hair versus hair match in Osaka Johal. Probably not. Um, but I gotta go back and watch it that. It should be pretty man. cool. Dude, uh, honestly, those dumping Chigusa matches are fucking crazy. Dude, so fun. And like, because I'm just thinking about it, it's like, like I said, I love the Osaka crowd. I could just imagine mm-hmm. how fucking blistering that. Oh man, yeah. I can't I remember. Was it was their first or second one in Osaka Johal? I think it was the first one, wasn't it? I believe so. I yeah, am not okay, sure, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, because the crowd is bonkers for both anyway. But yeah, I remember yeah. there was one of them that was just insane. Like the reaction was out of this world. Um, but I couldn't remember which one. So, I think, are we on to the, to the big boy, um, or do we have more? Because I, 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 I'm ready to talk about whatever. Because like I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about Osaka Hall that's worth uh, talking about. But I mean, we've thought of made a possible matches and talk about the attendance yeah i mean like it oh here's here's, one oh okay this is gonna sound like i'm taking shots at people i'm really not people are kind of (laughs) like oh stardom is kind of like the new ajw because they're running these venues that ajw did and obviously it's a big achievement for a women's wrestling promotion to run the nippon budokan Ota ward eddie on arena and uh now Osaka Joe Hall in like the space of 12 months but like do you think Stardom even considers running these venues if not for COVID restrictions like would they even cons- would they even dream of running Osaka Joe Hall for this show if it weren't for the fact that they could get away with only drawing like 1500 people 
I feel like that's an unfair question to ask because I think that their growth would be completely different and it would be very, it would be way more mm-hmm. obvious if COVID restrictions didn't exist. So if okay. COVID never happened, well, to be fair, if COVID never happened, a lot of things would be different in fucking stardom. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, that's a whole nother discussion. We can't fit in our kicks. Uh, but if, so let's say after, you know, the, the, uh, spring break, the terrible spring break that we all had for those few months, um, specifically in Joshi, where they were just gone for a while. And then they come back, never any restrictions after that whatsoever. I think they probably, maybe not, wouldn't be at at Osaka Joe Hall levels, but I think they would probably be able to be getting solid, you know, like 10k fans if they like, if they they're you know, fucking what's it called? If their advertisements were up to par, if everybody mm-hmm. was more, you know, excited for it. Like, I feel like if they had that momentum that um, they probably should have, if, you know, COVID didn't really fuck a lot of things up, they probably would be getting pretty high numbers on their big events, um, on their big, big events, at least. I don't know if it's Osaka Joe Hall numbers. I think that's a bit, you know, ridiculous, but I do think that it's unfair to sort of judge that because I think, I don't think it's a matter of, oh, well, if there was no restrictions, if yesterday they said, okay, stay of emergency over, you can run events with millions of people, don't give, don't, don't give a fuck. Yeah, obviously, I don't think Osaka Joe Hall is going to get anywhere near what they can actually fill, but I think that's not taken into account the entire context, and I think the context is the most important part of it. Um, short answer, no. I don't think they would run it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. All right, so do you think that the branding of the new AJW is, is fair, then, given that context? To be fair, I think that Stardom was always, like, meant, maybe not always meant to be, but it was always meant to be the new AJW, so to speak, because it just, like, just the way it was it was branded, since Rossi fucking started it, was just sort of, like, in that tone. Is it? I don't think so, personally. But mm-hmm. I, I get that it's like it's an easy comparison to make because it's like, oh, well, like Rossi always wanted to have his own AJW. So he created his own AJW. And for the first time, it was successful because let's not talk about his other ventures in, in companies post AJW. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's like this is the first time that he has a AJW of his own, so to speak, that is successful. So I think it's easy to make that comparison. I don't think the comparison is fully fair yet. I think in a few years' time, and maybe this is me being, you know, very mm-hmm. hopeful, a few years' time definitely could be comparable, like 100%. I think that, you know, maybe not like peak 80s AJW, but just like the vibe of like being this juggernaut of a company, definitely, definitely yeah. fucking approachable, you know, definitely achievable for them. Right now, I think it's a bit too soon. Um, but like I said, it's always sort of been like branded that way by Rossi. He always wanted it to be this new AJW that was his creation. And, uh, you know, props to him. He's he's not doing terribly at it right now. Obviously with Bushiro's help, but he's he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he, he did well without Bushiro as well before. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. EO days, but they were doing pretty well until she got poached. Um, even and even right, the early Aikawa days were really, really good too. Yeah. Well. Even like, what was it like around the time Hazuki and Kagetsu were leaving? Like right, mm-hmm. like when Bushi Road like first started, they were having pretty fucking high numbers at Gorkin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously part of that came in with advertising. They ended up having you know way to the major league and those type of shows right before COVID hit that fucking were crazy numbers. Um, by crazy I mean like thirteen hundred. But you know, they were starting to really pick up momentum. That's another point, is that it's like, that momentum would have carried on if COVID didn't happen. And I think that they probably would be super huge right now if that momentum just kept going. Like, I think it could have, mm. but, you know, if only. That's fair, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely a bit more patient myself as well with the, the AJW comparisons. Like, I feel like, you know, All Japan Women's was just, it wasn't just a juggernaut. It was like, a behemoth for a long, long time. And I don't yeah. think any company is close. Like, I wouldn't even consider New Japan... Well, New Japan's different because they've been dominant for a while, but, I mean, AJW was just dominant for for decades, you know? So I I kind of... I'm hesitant with stardom to make that comparison. But, yeah, I see people make it, and I'm kind of like, I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like it doesn't fully take in the context that stardom is running these venues largely because they can get away with not drawing well. Um, yeah, and and you think about it, like I I ended up I wrote something that never got released 
um, besides the point, but I wrote something that never got released about the Boudican shows, right? And I was just like, mm-hmm. it's sort of funny because the smallest and like like the, oh, AJW is dying show in the Boudican drew 7,000 fans. And oh, Stardom, wow. Stardom didn't even get half of that. You know, and like that's no disrespect to Stardom because getting 3,000 fans in the boot, like that was a good, that was a fucking good number for them. But like mm-hmm. if you take it into that scope, that AJW dying was double what Stardom has currently it's it's it, it puts into perspective you know what i mean yeah definitely definitely um yeah i suppose we've we've held off long enough i think it is time um the reason we're doing this hazuki is back in stardom i Dude. i couldn't have dreamed i would ever say that like when that woman stood in the in the ring on december 2019 and said i hate stardom i never want them to do this to anybody else i i didn't think i'd ever see her step in a ring in the stardom ring again this is insane. Dude. Oh my god. See, I was the only person that had hope. Like not even hope. I think it was mostly copium. Um it was it was more copium <laughs> than it was hopium. Let me yeah. let me be honest. Because <laughs> I was just like, she'll come back one day. She'll she'll do it. Um but I I never thought that like that door as somebody who grew who grew up on American wrestling and grew up in an era of American wrestling where all of the old dudes who said I fucking hate WWE went to WWE. I don't really have any, you know, regard for retirements or leaving companies. It's like, yeah, that that could change tomorrow. Who gives a fuck? That's always been my thinking. Um, and, you know, even with fucking Yoshiko last year or, you know, in December, that's like, you never fucking know. Like, it's it's very easy to, you know, mend a, br- a bridge in professional wrestling, which is quite funny because it's also very easy to burn a bridge. Um so I, I never had that, like, oh, she'll never be in, in the Star Ring again. But, like, dude, when I tell you... So, okay, I want to take you through what, what happened. Not what happened on the show, but... So I, I was watching the show. I was, like, a minute behind, because, like, I had to pause it for a second to get something to eat. Um, so I was, like, a minute behind, and I was talking um, in, in Discord with some of my friends. Like, I was, you know, texting, uh, like, Sprite and Tony and all of them. And I just see, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? And I just turn off my phone and I, I just put it away and I was like okay something happens to Mayu after this match I assumed that somebody like came out and like beat her up or you know like fucking Yoshiko came back or just something like like crate like whatever I was yeah. just like what the fuck and then I just see Hazuki just walk very calmly like and nobody really knows it like a few people are like wait what the fuck is that like do, does anybody else see that but like nobody knows it and she just gets in the ring and she's like hi guys and I'm like hyperventilating at this point. Like I, I, I legitimately start crying. Like I was like, <laughs> and I, like I actually started like getting like myself really worked up because I was like, oh my god, that's that's this is she's she's there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I like and it's funny because Scott tweeted, "It's like is Dylan okay?" And I just I couldn't even type. Like I couldn't even properly like reply. I just said crying. And I just put my phone away because <laughs> that was the only thing I had to say was I am I am crying I, I have I I can't do this right now <laughs> give me a minute I will reply <laughs> oh man it, it was it was it was so incredible man and I really like the way like it's it's an interesting story for her to come back to too like I'm I'm really interested in all this do you want to take us through a little bit because yeah, you can yeah yeah so I have a translation here of, of what she said so she was like uh, Mayu-san and Stardom fans it's been a while. Um, I'm Hazuki. Since I left here, I've seen wrestlers who came from outside make a bigger impact and shine outshine those who started their careers in stardom. And that made me feel frustrated. This, is this all we born and bred stardom wrestlers are capable of, Mayu-san? Don't you feel frustrated too? And, okay. <laughs> Hazuki's two most prominent spells in stardom were in Queen's Quest and Away to Tie, which are both led by very successful outsiders, which is kind of like, I, I get what she maybe means, but it's also like EO like dominated this company for years and uh, she was not stardom born and bred. And then Kagetsu was world champion and she's a Sendai trainee. Okay, but I was, I was pick up where, where we sort of left off. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I mentioned, so I mentioned this in Discord um, and it was sort of a joke, but I think it was sort of like, holds true 
she isn't talking about outsiders as in like wrestlers who assimilate into stardom. She's talking about pre-Julia and post-Julia. And that's just, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the difference there. Is that like everybody who came in after Julia joined, that's an outsider. Everybody before that, yeah, they're cool. Who, who cares? Um, but, but more so my thinking is like, Hazuki, like I think Kagetsu is a very specific case, same with Io, in that they joined, but then they became stardom. Where it's like, oh, they train wrestlers in stardom. They are, you know, they don't wrestle anywhere else but stardom. Obviously, same with DDM. It's it's definitely a weird, like, line in the sand. You know, it's it's definitely an odd one to draw for Hazuki. Um, but I do get what she means because, like, if you think about it, she, her and Kagetsu left. And it was like, okay, Mayu, you take the reins from here, you know, with Bushiroad's backing, you go be a star. And, like, they sort of left it to her, and they left it to Natsuko. Natsuko and Mayu haven't won a belt since then. You know, I mean, Mayu, Mayu you know, lost yeah. the red belt to Utami. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like, Queen's Quest side of it is kind of, like, rough, because Queen's Quest has been succeeding quite well. Um, but, like, you know, Mayu lost the belt. And Natsuko hasn't won a belt. Oedo Tai hasn't really won a belt until right after the kid won. Uh, you know, like, I mean, B won. <laughs> B and Konami won the tag belts. Both of them are come from the outside. Like, it's it's definitely a weird line in the sand to draw, but Natsuko and Mayu and Momo, who I think are the three main, and Jungle, but Jungle's out, are the three main wrestlers who it's like, those are homegrown talents who are supposed to be at the top, and they aren't. You know, and like you, you fuck this up, Mayu. So I think, yeah, Hazuki's being a bit hypocritical, and not hypocritical, but just being a bit, like I said, weird line in the sand to draw. But I get where she's coming from. Um, that's like, yeah. Mayu's supposed to protect this company, and then she sort of was just like, well, I, I lost control, guys. I don't know what I'm doing, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of understand, in in a way, where you're coming from with the, you know, Mayu and whoever dropped the ball thing, but I still feel like it's it's kind of hypocritical for somebody who was under EO to, to say that, because as, as much as EO wants to say she assimilated, she was never, you know, she was not a stardom born and bred wrestler, which is what Hazuki is talking about here. You know, EO is trained by, I, I want to say neo-ladies, but I don't really know. Uh, I know that's where she came to prominence first, so it's kind of like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think Hazuki has a leg to stand on if you think about it too hard. But you know what? Who cares? Why? Why think? It's it's just really cool. Like I don't fucking care. Like yeah. it's cool. Other, other than like Hazuki and Mayu, nobody was trained by a stardom. Like I mean, like if you think about it, because like Natsuko, well Natsuko's an older guard. Yeah, she's Fuka. Because like if you think about it, nobody was truly trained by stardom, unless they were trained by Fuka. And after yeah, Fuka left, then it was you know. then it was Io. And then it was Kagetsu and kind of Mayu, I guess. I, I still never really got a clear uh, knowledge of whether Mayu had any point in training anyone. Because it felt like she did, but she didn't. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Or they got trained by like Tam in Idols, you know, or like like that, that sort of thing. Or Milano. So there's no real like stardom homegrown unless you sort of twist the rules a little bit. But I get what you're trying to say. Like, it's cool regardless. Suzuki's fucking back, man. <laughs> yeah. No, what I loved about the segment was Mayu's hesitance. Because uh, Mayu was like, <laughs> in typical Mayu fashion, she was like, let me first say, long time no see. Um, but then she was like, I, I remember you bitched about stardom when you quit. And, and now you're back. Like, are you back to bitch about us again? Or have you left some unfinished business? Um, and she she said something that I think is is quite apparent. I still don't fully approve of your comeback. Um, based on a lot of the tweets from the roster, uh, in I don't know if these are in character or what, but everybody's like, yeah, you told you said fuck stardom, like you hate this company, fuck you, <laughs> like are you just here to like whinge and moan again? Like it seems like these the, the wrestlers are like actively upset that she said what she said about stardom. Um, and I don't know if that's just them furthering the storyline, which it probably is. I feel like all Joshi wrestlers and Japanese wrestlers in general tend to be really intelligent about how they use social media, and they tend to do it to further their character and storylines. Um, but it's definitely interesting how everybody's been a bit frosty to Hazuki because, really, she left 
as in a way to tie member, you know, who are antagonists. And then she also said, well, fuck this company. And now she's back going, what, like, what are you doing? He's all let down the home team. Like, how are you letting these outsiders win? So I can definitely understand uh, how a lot of these characters would be kind of annoyed at, at Hazuki. So I, I like that Mayu especially was the first line of defense who was like, I don't approve you being here. Like, what are you, like, you hated stardom. Why are you here? You know, I, I really liked that aspect of it. Yeah, it's 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 such an interesting thing. I and this is like a little bit of fantasy booking, um, because I don't really know where this goes. But my opinion after that Mayu Lady C match where Lady C absolutely killed it. Sorry, I had to bring it up. I think Hazuki should take Lady C under her wing and just be a two man group, and just have like like even if Lady C is just the pin eater still, I think that like Hazuki having like one or two friends. That like, and it doesn't have to be like a faction. Like, I'm not saying, oh, make her own, you know, cosmic angels where they have two, three members and it's really pointless. Like, that's why I think like just pick up one of the, like, pick up the most recent homegrown stardom talent and say, you know what, I'm gonna make you into a, a better wrestler and I'm going to, you know, elevate you and make you good. And I think that's a good way to to promote Lady C. I think that's a good way to get, you know, Hazuki a friend without having to sort of like go against this idea of like her uh you know not liking outsiders and also her you know not being particularly god bailey not being particularly like happy with um or on good terms with like anybody else in the company (laughs) um i think you know just taking picking up lady c would be like a smart thing that's like oh well you know i haven't done you wrong you haven't done me wrong and you you know seem to want to get better in stardom and you start in stardom and you are still in stardom so I'm going to, you know, have you get your ass beat for me. How about that? I think that'd be cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be a cool little thing. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like unless she's part-time, you need to have her in a in a faction. Otherwise, it just kind of goes against their entire flow of booking, uh, especially with how many shows they run. Um, I do like the idea of having Lady C under her wing, but only if she kind of starts her own group. I think that's probably the best way to, to do that. Um, and maybe just bring in one or two more names, but I don't know who necessarily you would bring in. I think you would have to really seriously rejig the the factions um, at that rate, and I don't know if they want to do that, given they've done a lot of rejigging of the factions already this year. Yeah, because um, like, the thing is, I don't want... I like the way the factions are now, kind of. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like Azumi going to, to Hazuki's group 100% makes sense. I can see that. I could buy that in a minute. But Azumi is Queen's Quest. You know what I mean? Like it's it's they've sort of become an identity with one another. Um and I don't really want that to change. So that's where it becomes hard cuz I can like I said like Hazuki or Hazuki and Azumi, you know, they had bad blood but they also had a like a sistership and they have a certain you know and Azumi's sort of the same way as Hazuki, like they have that sort of it's hard because Hazuki should command her own group, but do does Stardom need a new group? And also, how do you do that no. while having Hazuki be anti-outsider and not grab help from other people? Natsu coming back, and and but Natsu's an outsider. I mean, like like that's what I mean. Is that's like I think like it's hard because I don't know where she's gonna be placed. She could be placed pretty much anywhere, but she has to be on a certain level because she's Suzuki. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and you I can't you can't bring too. her back. You can't bring her back and be like, you know what, you are going to be the same place that you were stagnant last time except a little bit lower. Like I don't like you can't do that. Yeah, and I think that does present them an issue because she was clearly somebody marked for no pun intended, she was marked for stardom when she left. Mm-hmm. I mean it was clear that she was gonna take away the tie over from from Kagetsu and and get a fi- finally get the push that she was primed for um where she slots in in modern day stardom is very interesting because quite honestly unless she goes to stars there's no group that needs a Hazuki figure because Queen's Quest are is already a tussle to to figure out who can get pushed BDM is the same uh Oedo Tai clearly don't want her based on Natsukatora's comments she's never ever ever going to the Cosmic Angels so it's like, where do you slot in a Hazuki? Because you're, she isn't somebody that you can leave doing nothing after such an impactful re-debut. Yeah. 
but there's also no clear spot for her because I mean they've been booking without her for so long that she's kind of been replaced. Her her spot was taken, and it's like where does one open up for her? Um, and you so know... it's a very interesting the issue. Like if it's me, she goes to Queen's Quest because Queen's Quest is the stardom, essentially the new stardom army of like homegrown stardom talents, I guess, and like the best wrestlers in stardom or whatever. So she kind of fits with their their mo, but also Queen's Quest is already bloated enough. Like unless they just become a super group and beat everyone, like it it's too much, you know. Yeah, it's also something that is also needs to be think, thought about is how crazy this is because. Hazuki is a is two is a year or two younger than Sayakamatan. Mm. Like we see, he's already on two retirement returns. <laughs> yeah, like we see. Yeah, I know she. Yeah, she took a year off before. Like that's that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Is that like she's incredible and she like has taken a lot of time off. Um, besides the point, but she's still extremely young. Like she's younger than like she's. What 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 do they say that the average age is like 21 years old 22 years old she's only yeah. a year older than that like that's not a lot whatsoever you know utami's a few months or a year younger than her like it's not like she's right there like she's not you know too old not i don't want to say too old but she's not like how do i say this without sounding like a you know old guard auntie she isn't too old to start pushing Exactly. Where it's like she's, in fact, she's like young, like she's young enough to start like pushing immediately. That's the issue, kind of. Is that it's like you can't give the Momo excuse of like, oh, well, you know, next year, like she'll be, you know, 22, 23, and then she'll start. It's like, no, Hazuki's like in her, you know, like in that spot. I feel like Hazuki to stars makes the most sense, which is really wild because I don't think Hazuki matches with stars whatsoever. But mm-hmm. I think with Jungle coming back, if she ever comes back, please come back, Jungle. We miss you. <laughs> um, with Jungle coming back, and with Mayu there, and with Hazuki, Saeeda, Saeeda, of course. Fucking yeah, Hazuki's you know soul trainee. You know that that she like had a hand on role in training. Like that, like I feel like that can be a group. Like it, it's the stars image would be shifted. Of course, mm-hmm. at least to the point that Hazuki is sort of like the straight man who's like, "Stop being so fucking like stop. We're we're we're, we're stardom wrestlers. We're good start like like there, she would at least be the straight man, but and like that would shift the tone. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be best for everybody involved. If if after the Mayu match, uh, Mayu's like, you know what, I you you deserve like I I get it. Maybe not I get it. But it's like I respect you. I think that mm-hmm. you should come with me, and we should re- reclaim stardom for the you know the true stardom. And I think that'd be best. I think that'd be smart. Uh, it would again. It would it would totally shift Stars' image. But at the same time, we have Cosmic Angels, who could be yeah. that you know ultra baby face like you know. And I don't think it would. I don't think it would take Stars away from being baby faces. I just think that it would give them a certain another depth to them, and it would be like. Yeah, but we also are trying to defend stardom. That was our job in the first place, was defend stardom from a waiter tie. Now we have to defend it from DDM and a waiter tie and Kozen. Not so much Queen's Quest, but we also don't like Queen's Quest. Like, I feel like that's that's where she gets slotted in. And I think her and Mayu at the top of stars, like, shit. Like, that's a fucking dream team right there. I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think she's an interesting one. Um, just as far as like where you put her, I think all that aside, she is an incredible get for stardom. Like I don't think oh, there's, uh, there's any doubt about it. Like having her added to this roster is incredible. You know, like uh, I, I said it on Twitter, but I feel like like this is one of the strongest rosters of like women's wrestlers that I've seen in a long time. Like I can't remember the last time you had this much talent and this this many stars, like actual marketable, charismatic, pushable talents. Um, and Hazuki only adds to that. I mean, we saw her at Matane earlier this year, and she hadn't lost a step. She was in there with like Mio Momono, as if she had never left. 
You know what I mean? And that's incredibly difficult to do because Mio Momono did is Mio Momono, Did she spoil this? Because like literally like less than a week ago, she's like, man, I want to wrestle Hazuki again. Wouldn't that be cool, guys? Oh my god. Just that, saying. Maybe she did. I think that would be cool. Like just so, randomly. Like maybe. what? Like yeah. fucking, what is it? Four, three, four months later, like just randomly. Like, you know what? That would be cool. I'm just saying. Mm, Hazuki's cool. You guys think Hazuki's cool? Did she pull a Saya Kamata? <laughs> yes, uh, Rossi. Rossi is telling Mio Momono <laughs> all of his plans. Because yeah. that's, that's well, he's for not sure. telling Saya. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like the joke that like because obviously she just wasn't booked for the show. But the joke mm-hmm. that he's like, yeah, I uh, she's not coming. She's banned from the building. <laughs> she can come <laughs> near me for the next twenty four hours. Cause I, like she ain't yeah. getting nothing. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> fuck it. You know, like. Rossi is Rossi's having a good fucking week. Like he's just he's 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 feeling himself this week. He's I don't know. Like everybody's like, you know what, Rossi? You're cool. Like, I kind of like you. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't it's done cool. he hasn't done anything like overly creepy in a while. So people are people are kind of liking him. Um, yeah, what was I gonna say? Hazuki um, versus. Okay, you know what? Actually, I have a question for you. What's your <laughs> okay. What's your modern dream match for Hazuki on the roster now? Because it's like. God, Obviously, yeah. anybody versus Takumi is a dream match, but that's not really the roster. But you, you go. I mean, go ahead, because I have a few. It's difficult. Um, I would love to see her and Julia run it back now that they're both like motivated. Because I know they didn't they wrestle? Um, yeah. as part of Hazuki's retirement tour, but Hazuki very... like, didn't give a shit, and Julia was not very good at that time. Um, very notably, uh, Hazuki said. I am being forced to wrestle this match. I'm going to lose. Yes. Yeah. Like she, that was, she, like, uh... she just fucking started fucking sh- like just breaking kayfabe on Twitter. That's like, mm-hmm. when I lose this match, just know that this is why I'm leaving. <laughs> and it was just like, Jesus Christ. She's Damn, that, her exit, her exit was fucking insane when you think about it. Yeah. There was that one match with Kagetsu where at it's each like, other for like 10 mm-hmm. minutes <laughs> like what the fuck was all of that yeah i have no idea like when, that's why when i saw her in the ring i was so shocked i was like is that fucking hazuki in stardom like she burned every bridge on the way out and she still came back it's it's incredible um, it felt like you were seeing a ghost where it was just like yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's I was, you know, I was, like, I was oh, shaking. Man. Like I was actively shaking from excitement because, especially because I know so many people who are like massive Hazuki fans. Like my best friend loves her to death. You know what I mean? And and they were so happy to to wake up to Hazuki having come back. And it's it's just one of those times where it's so fun to just see everybody so happy um, because she's back. And it's it's definitely you know it it helped make stardom's show very eventful i mean it's this kind of show that stardom needed after that two-week break was to just get like bang straight back into things pick up that momentum um whether i don't know when we're gonna see hizuki again i don't know what her schedule is i presume they might hold her off until like gp finals or whatever because i don't see a need to uh to have her wrestling in the middle of nowhere on a gp card but you know it's it's going to be interesting to see and it's as I said earlier, it's a huge get for, for Stardom to have her back because she was a big part of why, you know, 2019 was such a good year for the company. I mean, her matches were incredible all year, you know? I mean, wasn't it 2019 when she... Her high-speed run was... Still... Yeah, but not just that. Like, when she would challenge... When she challenged Kagetsu, when she had the match with Arisa Hoshiki, uh, mm-hmm. that one tag match where fucking Arisa Hoshiki tried to absolutely murder Hazuki, like, she was yeah. such a part of why that year was as good as it was like she was one of their best wrestlers and now they've got her back and it's going to be incredible to see how she she assimilates with the roster because it's it's a very different roster for for a number of reasons you know arisa hoshki isn't there anymore to work with but she has siri to, to play around with now yeah. you know it's uh it's going to be crazy to see how she does like i it, it's again like her adding her to this roster is incredible. Like Stardom has so much talent, and that's not even taking into account that Yuri maybe is about to join. Probably oh, no, gonna yeah. sign, 
people like still i don't see us an end in sight to to what they're doing god knows who they're gonna pick up next you know what i mean like it's it's really incredible to see uh stardom right now it feels like such a hot product you know what i mean it's just an amazing time to be a fan yeah i know i, I was saying i was talking to one of my friends and i was like yuri versus hazuki is like an unironic dream match that might oh, actually yeah. happen like that that would actually just be a really fun match um my most anticipated match because i am a a you know i am a sucker for nostalgia i think momo versus hazuki at mm-hmm. like you know one of the bigger shows like on a pay-per-view even in like Corican, but just like that singles match I like that is that is my most anticipated match in the world right now, like legitimately, because it's like that. Like I just think back to that 2018 match they had where Hazuki almost won the white belt. One like one of the like that was one of those matches that was just like it really like formed me as a as a Stardom fan as a Joshi fan. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like that was one of my favorite matches fucking that I'd seen up to that point. Period. You know, like obviously there's yeah. better matches here. Like there's. There, I've seen better matches, but that was just like that was on another level. Like that was just so fucking good. And man, I'm so happy she's back. It makes me happy. I, I made a yeah. I made a joke um before the show that I was like, hopefully, hopefully it cures my depression. It did not cure my <laughs> depression. I'm still severely depressed, but it definitely made me slightly less depressed. And that's that's the most you can ask for. And it made me very happy. That's good. Um, you know, I was thinking. Imagine if things had gone differently and stardom still had arisa hoshki and hannah and you added them to this current roster you'd be looking at an all-time roster like that's that's what i I mean is that like if you had your top stars even like even disregarding hazuki and kagetsu if you had your top stars like arisa and hannah and you had you know hazuki coming back or whatever like i I can definitely see them at another level entirely with that. Like if, if, like I said, if that terrible spring break of COVID like that few months um, where Japan completely shut down wrestling shows, if that never happened, I think stardom would be completely unstoppable. Um, obviously mm-hmm. Arisa got injured before them, you get what I mean. Like if, if like if things had gone differently, I, I don't think stardom would be like, I think they would be a, a juggernaut by now. Oh yeah. They'd be lapping the field. I think that yeah. there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see where Hizuki goes. I think it's uh, I say this a lot, but it's a very interesting time to be a Stardom fan. Like the 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 company is just is just firing on all cylinders. Um, even the stuff that we don't like is generally like good as well. I think that's when you know a company is doing great work is when even when you just like aren't into something fully, you're like, yeah, that was still pretty cool. Um, and Hizuki is only going to add to that, so. No, here's to hoping that uh, she doesn't quit again because <laughs> God knows, uh, knowing her. I, so, I will, like, I will and, like, allow her. I will allow her to leave if Unagi pins her clean. Then I'll, I'll be like, you know what? Okay, uh, fair. You know what? You know yeah. what? You just, just you, you know, go to your heaven. This isn't, this isn't the place for you anymore. <laughs> like at that point, it's like, yeah, yeah, you, you're good. Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if Dylan will be back with me on uh, for our normal episode. I hope he will. Uh, if not, I will make a contingency plan. Um, we will. I will have an episode for you where we review the show uh, that featured all this major news and also the show from yesterday, which had uh, Hameka's return from injury. Um, I don't think there's much from that show up yet, so can't really talk about it no, now. No, there isn't. It's just um, it's just the Jumbo Mayu match. Which okay, you know what? Let let me like because I probably won't be on this week's Storm Quest. I'm sorry, guys. It, it's beyond my control. Um, Jumbo losing two matches in a row kind of pisses me off. Like I get it. I don't really mind, but like, does she have to be the one to take a pin from death? Like really? Like, why have you forsaken that me? Last year as well. I'm pretty sure that happened last year. I feel like it did. I don't know, but I realized when I when they did the first like the opening bits, I was like, damn. I have seen this match like seven times. Like mm-hmm. I totally forgot that that match that they ran that match like literally every week for the last few months of the year last year. It was wild. Yeah, it's, uh, we've seen death face a lot of people uh, over and over again. Momentum, Mori, you know. Indeed. Um, 
but yeah, that was, okay. That was that was Dylan's little tirade. Um, I guess I will have to find a contingency plan, but you know, stick with us. We will be back to to run down the GP action. I'm sure there will be some insight from Dylan. I'll make sure to to get him to send in some essays now with with all of his thoughts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're full steam ahead for Osaka Joe Hall. <laughs> Stardom is running Osaka Joe Hall, and Hazuki will probably be on the card. That is the thing I'm saying. Um, so yeah, let's just hope it's good. Um, I'm very interested to see what Stardom does with Hazuki uh, in the mix, and incredibly excited to see what that card looks like. Dude, I know that's gonna be a big show. Our outro sake is back. Oh my god, yeah, we're gonna have to change it now. Even though it's... no, she didn't use it. She didn't say it. She said "see you later," which I mean is more comforting because it's like it 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 means because like. Ijo means that is all I have to say. See you later is like, oh, she's got to, like, uh, like it, 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 it feels good, but she didn't say it, and I feel like I was like, that, that's your, that was your, that was your whole thing, it was just Ijo, and you didn't, you didn't say Ijo. <laughs> I was so perplexed. I was like, uh, okay, yes. but no, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it. Fair enough. We can't change it. Okay then, uh, if you. We will close the show because we are rambling now and uh, I don't want to go too long because I'm going to have to record again in a few days. So if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.